Hi guys, welcome back to Stargirl. It's Emma. Um, today is Saturday, June 11th, 2022. And it's 71 degrees, but it's kind of cloudy and rainy today. Um, not, not such a nice day. But anyways, we are very lucky today to be joined by my good friend, Callie Hitchcock. Um, she is one of my best friends, and also she is an Allison Roman scholar. So today we're going to talk about Allison Roman, and Callie is the perfect woman for the job. Thank you so much. <laughs> I feel like I was born to be here doing this podcast. So thank you for giving me the opportunity. <laughs> you were born for this. Yeah. So Callie has Callie has just a wealth of knowledge about Allison Roman dating years back. And I don't know, would you say like extra personal investment? Yeah, we'll get into it. But yeah, there's a lot of reasons why she's a big figure in my cultural consciousness um okay well well to start off yesterday um callie and i saw top gun incredible perfect film (laughs) except my only one note was that they made what's her face again jennifer connelly jennifer connelly they made her like like milk chocolate brown hair with caramel highlights when she's a raven beauty Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. So that was my one note that it was a big no. But yeah. yeah. I mean, I saw what they were going for with her kind of like barrel curls and her chambray button ups and like just yeah. trying to give it more of like a fall girl. Yeah. 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 <laughs> totally. It really hit you over the head with the like. But yeah, it was so good. We left the theater like all I was like so um, adrenaline rushy in my like, I don't know, just felt so like yeah. tense in my body as if I had like just worked out or something. So yeah, I did feel like almost anxious because I was like had just been through this like adrenaline roller coaster mm-hmm, anyway mm-hmm. go see the film yes everyone should um okay anything else that you want to note no let's before we start. <laughs> okay so we're gonna go um all the way back with Allison Roman um to even before she had landed in New York City um you want to start yeah so yeah she's from LA San Fernando Valley, Valley Girl. Mm-hmm. She's currently 36. Um, yeah. She got into cooking through um, a boyfriend that was into food, although there was a period when she was doing like a million podcasts and, sh- and like articles where she was like, actually, I got into food because I, as a young high school teen, I would make food for myself after or whatever, which can probably all of it can be true or whatever. But I think she kind of was like, oh, it doesn't sound good to say that like a guy got me into something, like which I don't think personal revisionist history. To yeah, it was yeah, a bit of a okay. revisionist. But then in the New Yorker profile, she ended up saying they, it like on the record, it was that <laughs> like the older boyfriend got her into food. So she's made peace with that i feel like it's yeah the older boyfriend is usually what gets you into whatever (laughs) yeah which is fine you know (laughs) that's fine um yeah so then her boyfriend who had connects with the sona people got her a job um i don't even or or like she like knocked on the back door she has this whole story about how like she knocked on the back door i think maybe maybe it's not so like she her boyfriend got her the job but just like 
she knew of those people and then she was like hey knock 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 mm-hmm. anyway so they like made her like cut marshmallows for a while at sona <laughs> oh that's in that that's in the new york yeah, yeah that's yeah, a great yeah. detail i've heard that one a few times that's that's a great mm-hmm. good detail and i think she was really depressed cutting the marshmallows but she was like i'm going to persevere mm-hmm. and like because she didn't go to college right yeah she didn't go to college yeah. she didn't go to culinary school and then that was the whole conversation with the guy from sona i think he she was like hey i'm thinking about going to culinary school or working at your restaurant he's like just work at my restaurant don't waste your money at yeah. culinary school cut mushroom cut marshmallows for me <laughs> <laughs> which is a good scam no i'm just kidding <laughs> obviously it worked out for her yeah so then she went there to keynes in san francisco um and then came to new york so she was just like climbing culinary ladder or something but all behind the scenes no like public facing persona or like media persona yeah, I mean, she the, must have been pretty young. Yeah. Because she went, you know, straight from 18 probably to the restaurant and mm-hmm. then just, I think, hopped around restaurants for a long time. Okay. All in, mostly in California. Yeah, it looks like, so she moved to New York in 2009. Okay. Um, and then, like, worked at Momofuku Milk Bar, which was, at the time, like, just an offshoot of the Momofuku restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, with, in some ways it's like so perfect for her I think like you know they call them like milkmaids mm-hmm. or something and like I mean her vibe is outside of that squarely but I can like see her you know because she's just kind of like busty and like I don't know with those kind of like I don't know it's a it's a, a good scarf. fit in a, yeah. exactly exactly like a bandana it's a scarf. good fit in a certain way I mean I don't know exactly what milk bar was up to in 2009 what it looked like well is Christina Tosi right. yeah I think she I think that was also like such a that was like a f- first female environment right, of cooking. Right. <laughs> I did a class there one time. Oh yeah, I did the the cake. Making I've seen class. those pictures, and you get and you get like a bandana. You get a bandana <laughs> to be just like AR. <laughs> I might call her AR to be so annoying. Just you can call just her AR po- podcast. Okay, so yeah, then I think she also worked at this place called Pies and Thighs, which oh was like gosh, yeah, making like biscuits and stuff. Yeah, like that with the milkmaid vibe is really that's like an intact image of her. Yeah, like she's fresh like flour and like, milk and butter, yeah. she's like in elbow deep. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> the name. Oh, actually, I have a funny story about that. A couple years ago, I was with I was hanging out with a friend, and we were gonna like meet up with his other friend for dinner or something and then he was like darn like he he like he bailed on us like he's not going to come to dinner like he's like i think he's at a strip club or something and then we were i was like what strip club is he at and he was like oh he's i don't know he says he's at pies and the thighs i'm like okay that i'm pretty sure that's a chicken place in brooklyn (laughs) (laughs) he's like what a disgusting guy (laughs) what a low life oh my god um anyways okay sorry okay yeah Keep no worries on the timeline and then yeah so then she joined the staff at bon appetit in 2011 doing recipe testing mm-hmm. and then she moved on to becoming like recipe developer like senior editor kind of thing so she's like rising really quickly yeah so ranks. once she gets that gig that was pretty much off to the races yeah. once you're in the establishment bon appetit do you know much about obviously like the ba test kitchen like had i don't know it, like that's like a life of its own i don't know much about the like l- mini history of that like at this time whatever we said 2011 2012 like was there like youtube channel like still have that kind of position or like yeah i think it was like, was it still the magazine or was it just the like online omniscient 
thing, you know? I think people at that point had was still really underestimating, honestly, like, the internet and, like, the fact that <laughs> magazines were all moving towards the internet and, like, everything was about to exist online. I think people weren't totally clued into that yet. So yeah. I think, yeah, I think people just, like, kind of weren't putting their back into it and they were kind of, like, they weren't, like, producing it in, like, a super, like, these are characters. Like, mm-hmm. you know, now that what it is now is, like, all these people are like almost TV characters yeah, and like definitely, you know yeah. what that, what that was doing was, was interesting. Well, it's so interesting. She's such a naturally performative character. Do you know what I mean? Like it would make sense if someone told me, Oh, her career was like, she wanted to be like a, a media personality, like a food star, you know? Yeah. But she's like, yeah. I mean, I think she talks about like, she wants to be a writer, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think she is, she definitely has that energy of like, I do want to perform. Mm-hmm. I do want to like, you know, I'm like voicey, right, you know? right, right, right? Like I want to translate my persona into like some creative form. Totally. Like she's would... like, yeah, I don't mean this in like a sad way, but like, like she, she wants an audience or that's kind of like an audience is a built in kind of part of like the way she's even comporting herself. Yeah. Anyways, I think that's, yeah. I think that's true. Yeah. Anyways. Sure. Yeah. Well, anyways, the, the reason that I even brought this up is just thinking back to, um, or thinking about her so young at BA, like starting as a recipe tester, it's like, oh wow, they had just like their built-in star talent. Yeah, it's it's funny though because if you see her early videos, she looks so uncomfortable. Oh, and yeah. she like has a completely different look. She's like what brunette. Does she look like? Oh. like her style is like completely different clothes-wise. She just looks like yeah. I think she says that she she'll even reference those kinds of videos and be like, yeah, I just really. I didn't like what they wanted me to be doing. And then I kind of just made it my own. And mm-hmm. I think she just didn't know what her like persona was going to be on camera. And then, yeah, it, it's been, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Is she much more like I don't shy she, seeming? Or yeah. Or yeah. clearly just like, is just like so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so like palpable mm-hmm. that you're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> no, like, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm watching you. Oh my God. Yeah. Cute. I'll leave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, that's also part of the parasocial thing where you're like, I feel like I'm affecting you in real time, even though I'm not, you know? Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um yeah, I like wasn't aware of her until like twenty eighteen, maybe even. Like or twenty seventeen. So mm-hmm. I'm like like and she's older than us, so I think I just always like thought of her as like fully formed. Fully yeah. always. <laughs> I mean, at the point that we were interacting with her, she definitely was. Yeah. Um, what else is, like, applicable? Yeah. Well, I think, like, what's interesting, too, is... Do you want to talk about the Adam Rappaport stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, so, I think it's interesting that she was brought on to Mon Appetit right when Adam Rappaport was editor-in-chief, and he came from GQ. Oh, right, right, right. As, like... So, anyways, this was kind of, like, the fashionification of like food media charlotte Druckmann has a really good article about this in her book that she uh compiled anyway um about just like how basically like like a lot of fashion editors yeah yeah like create started creating food magazines like cherry bomb people are all fashion editors Mm -hmm. um so that's why they had like tons of models on the cover for a while and it was like question mark like what (laughs) Um, yeah, so he kind of like sexified Bon Appetit yeah. and was like, it was the, the, the aesthetic like made such a distinct change. I wish I had like a bunch of like detailed like things to say, but 
like they had kind of like a messy sexy mm-hmm, aesthetic mm-hmm. kind of thing where it's like anyway so so he brought her on i'm pretty sure um and then yeah then she also had a boyfriend at the time um that was a journalist at gq slash editor um and they like had these like had they did this like really dorky inter like <laughs> oh yeah i read like, that one <laughs> article about throwing a party and like the do's and don'ts but it's just so of that era of just kind of not quite listically but like it it feels very buzzfeed kind of like just these like quick sassy tips kind of i don't know it it gives kind of the impression of like a very like small integrated kind of media scene to be have these two people who are not like titans yet but they're just kind of like oh just watch us toss it back and forth and like you know what yeah. i mean like bfgf co-wrote article on do's and notes of a party in yeah. gq it's, it's just funny it's like very power couple vibes yeah. where yeah allison roman claims that like she knew it wasn't gonna last or something because she's like well i was writing my first cookbook i didn't put him in the book like <laughs> i didn't write about him or like i have him in the little vignettes of something and I, and she's like i knew in my heart that he wouldn't be there so it's like did not feature yeah. i don't know i have no idea but anyway um okay and then so she she basically left bon appetit um and then went to buzzfeed in 2015 all oh, right and then I think she was there for like a year or so mm-hmm. and then she left because they were obviously insane um, or just like, you know, it's like, like pizza nachos. And she's like, <laughs> this is what, what we were talking hell? about. This is like yeah. when Spoon University, that area of food media and all these just kind of like getting into like, um, yeah, like quick recipe videos and just like, I don't know, you know, the, the type of video where it was like the camera was like from the top down mm. and then you're just seeing all these like quick cuts as they like add all the like brownie batter and the peanut butter and whatever and it just gets into this like more chaotic like maximalist gross thing and then it's like put it in the microwave and then like that kind of vibe yeah like i think they were <laughs> like, so crazy. i mean buzzfeed is like their model is like click this <laughs> this is the most important thing is that you just click this yeah. like we actually don't care what happens after yeah. <laughs> so like i think that the, like the food was the same where totally it's like I'm going to say the most insane thing you've ever heard. And then I guess we have to make it. Yeah. But, but at this time when the, like, what, what is this like 2015 or something? Mm-hmm. Like I was in college, like all of this stuff actually my, I have a very fond memory of when media was just being like this, like silly and kind of like, like low stakes. Right. Cause it's so uh, silly and goofy, but like really nuts and in your face, you know, like it, it was kind of fun. I remember, like, I wanted to, like, be a BuzzFeed quiz maker. You should have. <laughs> yeah. You should have done that. I would have absolutely done that. I should have, I should have tried they, harder. Yeah. Well, Anyways. Okay, whatever. So, But um, she leaves. That's not the space for her. Okay, yeah. It's weird. Not the space. She starts working on her seminal text, <laughs> Dining in 2017, her first cookbook. Well, also, yeah, quick caveat is that she did create this book for the Short Stacks series called Lemons, and it's just, like, all lemon recipes. It's, like, a little oh. tiny, like, pamphlet. Um, and I actually have it. She made it in, like, 2015. Wait, did she self-publish it? No. No, Short Stack is like oh, they did. So they do like all rest or this series of cookbooks they did. Mm-hmm. Or it's like they're like zines almost. Okay. They're like tiny little pamphlets, but they each each one is themed on a different ingredient. Oh, so oh my God, like that's one is cute. like salt and one is like 
soy sauce or okay. you know something yeah, yeah, yeah. like and all written like each one is written by one person yeah okay and then and each one every recipe has like exactly this ingredient and oh. a bunch of other stuff okay. yeah. oh that's a cute little concept it was great no yeah, i went through I, I cooked a bunch of stuff from her can you buy them as a set yeah yeah cute it's great no yeah if you need a gift it's <laughs> yeah, definitely a good idea it's really sweet um and you have it i have it yeah i i have it like allison roman on her instagram story was saying that like oh these are so rare and hard to find and i saw it going on you know amazon for like thousands of dollars which i i was trying to fact check that and i couldn't i thought i just went on the short stack website and it was like buy this book for 15 dollars so. <laughs> i mean it's like extremely rare last coffee yeah extremely yeah. rare and i was like i'm just looking at it right now maybe they like quickly did a re-release or something i don't even know okay anyway that's a caveat okay so she's making her book cook book and then but she was already at, she, sorry if you already said this i like spaced out she um she was at um new york times yeah, so then the, she went to New York yeah. Times. I'm pretty sure she was at New York Times simultaneously okay. as she's doing the And cookbook. doing a lot of video content. Yes, here, and she is right? really, really rising. Like, yeah. this is her apotheosis, mm-hmm. for sure. This is where she's, Aww. like, the Allison we know and love yeah. today. Yeah, yeah. She's blonde. She's has blue eyes. She's just, like, very, like, boppy, friendly, like, a bit sassy, da 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 But kind of tough. Yeah. Right? Like, she's, I feel like I was always kind of, like, I would be like a little scared of her. I'm like what kind of like not quite loose cannon energy, but like I think that she she has this kind of um uh like she's warm because she's like loud and kind of like messy in this way or kind of like calculated messy, but then she's a little like guarded or something that always I think I was like a little bit scared or something. Yeah, that's very insightful. I I think <laughs> that's insightful that you got all that very quickly yeah from just her 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 persona yeah i I agree i think maybe i yeah if you were just looking at her videos Mm -hmm. you would say like okay she seems like very like cool girl at the party having fun like yeah a little tough yeah you know kind of trying to she's gonna rib you about something totally like hey get your feet off the counter totally like, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 like yeah. you live in a barn what are you doing yeah no, no. To- yeah she has all these little kind of like funny names like she's almost kind of acts can act like kitchen sergeant e you know what i mean <laughs> just like she's like she's kind of like bossy pants yeah, yeah. bossy pants for sure <laughs> she's like we're gonna have a good time and it's gonna be done my way yeah totally um but yeah but it's weird too because she also is like super disorganized weirdly yeah like so she's like very forceful but mm-hmm. also like doesn't have her shit together which yeah. is actually a strange combination and i think that she but i think that she kind of performs the not having her shit together or do i don't know i innate? think she kind of doesn't have her shit i mean i guess she has her shit together and she's like functioning she's yeah, like yeah, yeah or like i mean obviously she has so she's done so much maybe she's just flustered yeah or something but it's like but like she's so kind of type a like she's not the type of mess where it's just like like she's not a scrub do you think so? No, no, that's true. I, I don't think she's a scrub. <laughs> Sorry, like, is that... No, she's definitely not a scrub. Can you use that for a woman? I don't even know, but... I think maybe she's just someone who's, like, high-functioning, but kind of is, like, is late everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, can get everything done eventually, but is, like, chronically late. Has, like, recently she, her Instagram story was, like, there were 11 mustards in my... <laughs> in my fridge. And I'm just, like, I can't... I don't know. I can't imagine that that's just like not something i would never do so i'm just like wow that's that stresses me out but that seems like maybe something that like if you were a cook you would have i don't know no i don't You're that like, would no. I, if i saw 11 <laughs> mustards in my fridge i would be like 
you have you need to figure it out (laughs) like you're losing touch with i mean i'm just maybe i'm just very i don't know you're one mustard i'm a one mustard (laughs) woman that's that's okay i think we probably have like five mustards in our fridge okay that's fine no i just i think just i don't like a lot of clutter i think i would never have like a super cluttered like (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. You're like looking thing. around my apartment like I would never live here. No, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, that's not true. No, okay, so maybe it's not like the it's not like that it's a calculated messiness, but I think that like one of two things. Either she kind of like amps it up for just kind of like performative comedic value to be like I am a mess or yeah. but that or then also to the point I was making about her seeming kind of guarded. Like I think that whether or not this is conscious, I think that her performativity around her messiness acts as a kind of like um it gets in front of criticism does mm. that make sense like yeah it can kind of like be a, a convenient force field because it's like yeah she she's like i know i'm i know i fucked up in xyz ways or something like i think she just kind of has like repel impenetrable energy yeah i mean i would also say like i think women are like sort of incentivized to perform a klutzy persona okay, as that's like true for laughs mm-hmm, like i mm-hmm. think that's always like for some reason, that's just like people love that right. narrative. Well, because <laughs> like, I think that people are really resistant to like um, or like allergic, whatever, to um, like taking yourself too seriously. Yeah, like that would have just felt too stuffy or something. Or I think she like also because I think her brand is like I'm I'm just like you, right? Yeah. You know, I don't think like I think she very much wants to be like I am proletariat. I am one of the people. Yeah, like you know, I have flaws and it's funny because I'm just doing this by the seat of my pants. Yeah. But that's actually like a part of the whole brand of relatability. Yeah, totally. Where, you know, where it's like, I want you to think you're just like me so mm-hmm. that you'll be a part of my like world. Cr- yeah, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like you can make my recipes. I'm a mess and it doesn't matter. Totally. Like, yeah. 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 I guess is it, isn't the tagline to, or the tag, the bio, whatever the subhead. What do you call it? Like the book? It's like the title and then the subtitle. Yeah. What do you? What is it? It's just something about like doing something. It's like something unfussy something, right? Oh, I think so. I feel like. <laughs> Let me look. Okay, that's not super important. But wait, you said something else that I wanted to. Um, oh, oh, just the relatability stuff. I mean, I guess like maybe still in a macro sense, we're still in a like kind of obsessed with relatability. But I feel like this is kind of what I was saying about like in the Gia episode last week of like this period of time of like 2017 to 2019 um there was like extra obsession with relatable characters or just like yeah just like casual messy like just like us kind of vibe with do you think so yeah i mean like i think she sets herself apart from people that are like gurus like Mm. you know like gwyneth of course yeah or like you know like she's not she's she's kind of doing a posture that's like I am relatable, but also aspirational, but that's kind of the undercurrent. Yeah. yeah, It's like the aspirational thing is also there, but she's not in her mind. She's like, I'm not foregrounding that. Totally. Yeah. Like, yeah. Very kind of like performatively anti-elitist kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so, it must be so insane to be like, everything I do is now selling my world to you. Yeah, and I just have to be, like, the most likable, least, like, like aspirational and non-threatening at once, kind of. I don't know. That must be hard. I wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> I almost wouldn't want that attention, to be honest. But 
Um, okay, anyways. Okay, well, we already sort of just like bled into it, but I this whole point I'm interested in about like... Oh, great. Yeah, what her... Like what... Um, like beyond just like general relatability, what's the... What is the like character and aesthetic world that she's like... A, yeah. disrupting food media with, and then two, like, just, like, selling more generally. Yeah. Okay, let's launch into that. So, yeah, I, my opinion is that I think she basically broke the new ground for, like, the new domestic goddess, mm-hmm. um, like, the millennial. Because, like, who did we have before that? Like, I'd, I'm just thinking of, like, Giada. Do you know what I mean? I don't know who that is. She was, like, Food Network kind of oh, gal, okay. and she's, like... Like, I don't know, very um, kind of like prim and like clean. And I don't know. I mean, I think that a couple things were happening too. There was this like Allison, which we'll get into, is doing this whole aesthetic shift, but then also just like, okay, not to be like <laughs> intersection of technology and culture, but like like food media video content did not like exist in this way before. It was actually more siloed in like magazines and like network television or like YouTube channels, but that weren't like, it wasn't, like I said before, this like omniscient food you know what I mean we're not really like bringing food media into the realm of like um just like larger lifestyle influencing or something or just like lifestyle showcasing or whatever so I think she was like um it was like very good timing for her to like disrupt both like form and style out or something I don't know yeah no I I agree with that yeah and I I think like you know millennials okay millennials grew up with like title nine and like third wave feminism and like the spice girls and like carrie with her shoes in the oven right right you know and so i think yeah especially i mean the carrie the the food in the oven is kind of a good example of like where people are at mentally is Mm -hmm. it was kind of like what is our relationship to food i think Mm -hmm. you know like i think the relationship to food like especially in the 90s was like okay we're not gonna cook because that's drudgery Mm -hmm. and that's like a way to imprison you know betty for dan like mm. feminine mystique like this is just a way to imprison us and like big turn us into like drudgy like servants mm-hmm. um so i think that was like the prevailing idea for a long time and there wasn't a way to like do cooking or like be even interested in cooking that like fit into like mm-hmm. the f- you know fit into a feminist ideal i guess yeah but that also like retained like sex appeal um or just when you were saying like the the idea of like chaining yourself to your kitchen and the drudgery of that. But then I think it was also kind of like sexier to have like kind of like a public like kind of public life and kind of just like messy and you're just like grabbing something random or you're like not eating or whatever. But there wasn't like a united idea of like the the labor of food being something that is like also like sexy and feminine in like an updated way. Yeah. Like I feel like I mean, it kind of just felt like. She's definitely not doing that. Yeah. I think, or she's definitely not feminized or she's, I would think mm. let's, okay, let's just say this is, this is what she's selling, right? Is she's selling like, Hey, you can be a woman and you can make food for yourself and for your friends mm-hmm. at, at like a big, at, for a big party mm-hmm. or like just like a good gal pal. And, you know, kind of the energy of like, you know, I'm not going to make your drinks for you because I'm not your servant. Or, you know, like she has very clear boundaries of like, I'm making the food for this party, but like I'm partying with you. Right, 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 right. Like we are partying together. This is just like because I want to like eat a lot of good food with my friends Mm -hmm. and I'm not like in the kitchen 
bringing food out and then going back to the kitchen you know yeah. it's like we're all i'm making it all here we're hanging out it's yeah like there's this very big distinction of like you can make food for your friends and hang out mm-hmm. and food for yourself and actually making food for yourself can be very like empowering mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like and fun yeah right? I feel it like can a be big fun part of, it's just, there's a lot of like playfulness to the way yeah i don't know mm-hmm. yeah like i think just like the social aspect of it is kind of what she was foregrounding mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and and not like the familial and and, and that was kind of like the yeah. bigger oh, difference the you know familial was something that i was thinking of like i think she really kind of plays into this idea of kind of like found family stuff you know like all of her thanksgiving parties that are just like for your friends and it's like I don't know. Yeah, I think that there was like an appetite for this like at this time and and still to a certain degree now, um, but definitely like pre-pandemic of just like, oh, like these are all these like like like-minded people finding each other in Brooklyn. There's this very like mixed down, easily recognizable aesthetic world and we're all just like doing Thanksgiving at Allison's or something, you know? Yeah, like I think it's like food is actually linked to pleasure Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. we want to experience pleasure and we can do it all together and it's not like... Yeah, I think she was basically trying to do, like, cooking uh, without gender roles. Mm. But, like, also women are, like, usually, like, social hubs for, like, their groups of friends. social hubs. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? (laughs) So men are not the social hubs. Men are not the social hub. (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) Like, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's kind of like, okay, like, you're... Uh, like her brand is like you're women living in new york mm-hmm. you have a lot of friends and you have a small apartment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you want everyone to come over and have a good time or i also think that there's kind of like a not quite anti-ceremonial but she's like updating the ceremonies to like reflect like social life in in brooklyn in 2017 or whatever True. you know she's being like oh this is you know there's still like um a, you know, there's still degrees of elegance and like um yeah like pageantry Pageantry. yeah yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) but it's like but they're like reflecting the kind of like norms and of just like being a young person you know yeah like i think she's also sort of like anti martha stewart Mm -hmm. or like anti anti anything that's like food and family and also anti anything that's like but i mean who's to say right i mean i her posture is like you know, I'm not making everything perfect for you yeah. to like, so you think something of me. But then again, it's like, she's still curating her space and curating her Definitely. like yeah. cups and plates and like, and maybe it's not like completely like, you know, Stepford housewife, but it still is like, she's making aesthetic choices. So for sure. No, it is curated, but just to give the impression of like imperfection and casualness and kind of like found things you know yeah like to your point of just like everything's mismatched and like you know like the candles are like half burnt down to the stubs and whatever yeah and people kind of like arrive at any time there's no like dinner is served it's kind of just like lay it out you can you can assemble it in xyz ways you can do whatever you want you can put mustard or not you know yeah like yeah i think it's just i guess maybe what she thinks her, her mind is like i'm anti this idea that like I'm somebody's wife and I need Mm, to like mm -hmm. impress the neighbors or some Mm. social group with like, I'm completely like, I have my whole visually, I look perfect Mm -hmm. and the house is perfect and everything is 
So she's kind of just being like, no, I'm young and cool and I want my friends to come over and we're going to have a good time and I'm going to make this good ass food and it didn't take long and yeah, yeah, yeah. life is good. Yeah, totally. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Oh, okay. I want to come back to the like, I'm, I'm not somebody's wife and just like her kind of like perennial singledom mm-hmm. kind of vibe that she was portraying for a while. But before that, I think let's try to like nail down the like Brooklyn millennial world that she built. Right. So okay. yeah, just like, for, like what is she... Well, first of all, like, what does she always wear? Like, I think, so she has, like, her dyed blonde hair. And I feel like it's always pulled back. Is that right? Like, I feel like her hair's never. Maybe for like, cooking. I can't, the image, I don't know. I can't, like, I don't have an image of her with, like, her hair down for some reason. But anyway, so, like, I, when we were talking about her kind of, like, messiness, like, there's a lot of, like, clean and clear choices that she's always making, you know? Like, her hair is dyed. She always has the, um, the, her, like, coral nails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, it's like yeah it's like bright red it's always bright red yeah, yeah. wait what's don't you have that opi color? yeah i do have i think it's like oh she said it in an interview once and i wrote it down and i like <laughs> went to go find it i also okay this is actually a psycho thing i went to the nail salon that she goes to oh <laughs> and asked for her exact shade no i just oh, okay actually no i did get her shade oh, yes. but i get a lot of wrecks from her is mm-hmm. what i'm trying yeah, to say yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Like I go to a lot of restaurants that like pop up on her Instagram story yeah. and stuff like that. And her fave nail salon. Yeah. I mean, Allison, if you're listening to this, I swear I'm not too weird. <laughs> I'm actually always eight paces behind her. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so much of her like videos though are like, like um, her sharing her life. It is very intimate. You know what I mean? Like I just, I'm thinking of all the videos where it's like you're following her to like her butcher and like seeing her interact with like her neighborhood. Yeah. So much of her food world aesthetic world building is like very close and like inviting you to repeat exactly that Mm -hmm. you know like yeah i think she's kind of like laying out a template for like aspirational but achievable brooklyn millennial life you know she has she's like bopping around town getting all her little errands done for us you know so yeah i definitely agree anyways um okay sorry well got so off track okay so she's always so she has the red nails yeah, we we wrote down the list of things. Oh yeah, okay. Go ahead. Okay, Allison so this Roman is, mood board. Allison Roman mood board plus <laughs> like, yeah, like millennial sensibilities. Yeah. Okay. So the colored expensive glassware, which I I have some. Mm-hmm. So I was hoodwinked. No, I love them. I it love is my, a very colorful, just in general. Yeah, I mean, her whole world. Bright is tones. Like, yeah, like yeah. Amber, royal blue, like jewel tones. Orange. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Fancy tin fish, dill. Oh my God, dill. <laughs> yeah, we said red lipstick, bright red nails, chunky medium gold hoops, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. I have also from. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, artisanal marijuana products. Is she a stoner? She, oh, like, she, like, I think giving that? took, like, you know, she takes, like, specific CBD to sleep or whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Um, She she did a pro... She did, like, an, a um, marijuana magazine did, like, a big profile of her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, I don't even know what marijuana magazine is. I don't even... It's, like, some, like... You know how there's, like, a, sort of, like, these boutique magazines yeah. that are... Anyway. Just, like, for a store has a magazine or something. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's silly. Okay, anyway, um, the Argonauts, which was sitting on her desk when I interviewed her. Oh, my God. One time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we forgot to say it and we'll talk about more. But not only does Callie have a wealth of knowledge, but she actually did interview her and publish it. So, yes, we'll in her t- apartment, in her apartment. Yeah. So you're nice really behind the scenes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, OK, so velvet couches, 
um, lots of houseplants, geometric shapes on stuff like shirts, napkins, tablecloths. Mm-hmm. No, I do. I feel like her, but I feel like she's always wearing like a white t-shirt with the like, um, like rolled slightly, you know, to the like perfect length of her arm. And then they always have just like some big graphic. Graphic tees. Yeah, yeah. Graphic, the like Beyonce ones or something. And then like tucked into like high-waisted denim. Yeah, that's her, that's her fave. That's look. her go-to. That's her fave. Yeah. yeah I, she used to wear this like shirt with like lemons on it. Yes. All the time. Yes. Yeah. White shirt with lemons yeah. on it. That was her fave. Or then also I feel like she'll do kind of like button-ups, like kind of like sleeveless button-ups and then like tie a knot at the waist. Oh, interesting. Maybe that doesn't I, She's happen. been getting very into Rachel. She's, she's been into Rachel Comey for oh, yeah, a while. She was, like, really a Rachel Comey guy. Didn't you buy that dress? That wasn't because of her. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yes, I I, I dabbled me, in the Rachel Comey yeah. um, world. Um, okay, yeah. So yeah, as you're saying, lots of denim. With, um, she actually did an ad for Madewell. Okay, I think that's why that was in my Branded brain. Content. I was like, I, yeah. I actually... No, Allison's style is interesting because I think... Or I don't know. She's not that stylish. It's kind of no, weird. She's like no, slightly no, 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 like no. a little bit unstylish. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's because she came from a place that was like very unstylish and then she quickly became like New York downtown girl. Oh, so I think I there's s- still some traces of just sort of unstylish vibe. <laughs> like I think she was kind of like an awkward lady totally. for a while. No, I totally, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she, she definitely even, I mean, I only knew of her when she was just like popular you know so yeah it's like, okay this is who i'm inheriting and whatever but she just have the vibe of like newly coming into herself kind of you know like it's yeah i mean i think she's mm-hmm. like i think now she's definitely settled into a look and and she's a lot of money now too yeah. so i think she's kind of like she's she can do whatever she wants mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like i will mm-hmm. um anyway I don't know. Wait, so when she was at the Times, was that when she started doing like all of the videos in her house? Or was that just home movies I think, of recent? I no, I think remember. she did. I think she did some of the New York Times cooking recipe stuff at the test kitchen there. Okay. But then she did a lot of them at her house. At her actual house. Yeah. 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 And just like tiny fridge tiny oven like all yeah yeah that's yeah yeah, that's a good point yeah it's it's kind of like small living Mm -hmm. but like big love (laughs) yeah Yeah, she's just 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 like make it work you know what i mean yeah like you can yeah you don't need to have the perfect tool you don't need to have the like perfect and you know a million substitutions a million ways you can like figure out what works for you kind of and don't let anything stop you from (laughs) from hosting a dinner party (laughs) Yeah, or like she has this thing about how she's like, fill your bathtub with ice and put the wine bottles in there. And like, it's sort of like a cooler, you know, yeah. stuff like that, where she's like, DIY, baby. Like, yeah. I don't know. Let's, let's see. Um, Should we talk about the social media aspect? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So then, yeah, I think what I was thinking about is that like a big part of, I think, her rise to fame was due to the fact that she was kind of like the first to really like really use social media as like a huge vehicle for mm-hmm. her and her brand and her mm-hmm. food. Um, so she's basically, I mean, I don't, I, I don't have like a way to fact check this, but like, she's basically the first person to like, do the thing where when someone cooks one of her recipes, she would like, and then they would put it on their Instagram story and tag her. She would screenshot it and like repost all the, she would repost on her Instagram story, all the people that had made her food. And that Mm -hmm. seems like a simple thing, but Mm -hmm. like, I mean, that's, I think what was a huge part of her appeal. Cause she was like selling you kind of like a community that was built in. totally, And like, 
I was talking to my grandma in Texas today who lives in the middle of nowhere. Like she actually lives really near um, Corsicana that oh, show that cheer too. documentary. Anyway. And I was like, Alison Roman, I'm going to go talk about it. And she was like, Oh, I think I know that name. You know what I mean? So I think she had just like this really like infectious appeal mm-hmm. and like, Part of that was, I think a big part of that was like her social media gaming method. Totally. Um, One thing I was going to say about her like Instagram, um, like branding mm -hmm. method. um, One of the, like a reason also why I think she was talented at Instagram, the social medium um, is that like she has a very good sense of aesthetics. Like her food is always also like has an eye towards like, beauty definitely um but but in the way that reflects like the larger kind of like haphazard like placed haphazardness of things you know yeah yeah yeah. and and she did talk about one time how like like one time she has this recipe in one of her books that's like it's just like mushroom pasta with like buckwheat groats and this like um egg yolk and the, Mm. the the visual of it is like very like striking mm-hmm. just having this like bright yellow like yolk on it and she basically was talking about how like yeah that was like pretty much just an aesthetic move mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like that is also what like made her recipes like sort of more viral and shareable oh, definitely like she's like craft level talented enough that that doesn't like um that her um like kind of like visual first nature doesn't end up like uh cheapening Overtaking. or like yeah, yeah anyways totally okay. yeah no she's the real deal for sure i mean i think that's like one of the main things about star girl vibe it's like yeah you you are everyone's really hoping that they're not the real deal and it's like that they're they're the real deal yeah like i think just like having so many like attacking it from every single angle yeah. to try and be like to be successful at like every single like part of this like career mm-hmm. i think was was pretty interesting was pretty impressive yeah yeah yeah. well and we we were saying this but just like the the experience that she's selling it's like extremely like intact and like well um like the boundaries of the world are very clear you know so i feel like it's like um yeah it makes it really easy to inhabit because it's very like it's very legible wait there was something else i was gonna say oh oh to your thing about like infectious stuff and like kind of cross-generational like appeal or something like she um i mean one element of that is just that like she was like an institutional figure right so you know like the people that are like consuming new york times cooking and bon appetit are like older people you know and then she was just like bringing youth to it um that's one thing but also i like she is very charming like you can see why there's mass appeal because she isn't like threatening she's not stuck up she's not like um any parent who's just kind of like oh awesome you know like someone's like awesome friend allison you know yeah very easy breezy like okay wait wait, um, wait, okay no key element of allison roman at her height was her um making reference to her singleness and just like or her singleness was very central to her persona yeah yeah definitely i i mean i think that's even what i that i became very attracted to that Mm. especially because like she was kind of like a cipher for like i had just moved you know within a year or so mm-hmm. and i was like what does new york life look like for me here mm-hmm. and so she was yeah her first book dining in was just like kind of about like cooking for yourself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and yeah like she never ever mentions like <laughs> like relationships basically yeah. very very sparingly or she'll be like one and I got dumped like right exactly I feel like she was there was like a sense of like 
pride that she had or like I can understand why you were like attracted to her as because it's like oh well, she's like successful beautiful tons of friends like whatever but then I think that like the way that she was bringing her singleness to light was in this very like um like beyond self-deprecating I feel like the like just that joke you made or that the joke you reference her always making about having been dumped or whatever like doesn't she have something that's like the breakup pasta or some, something like that yeah it's like breakup steak breakup steak okay, yeah. she has breakup steak and then she has like these meatballs yes, that were like, like this is what i'm thinking of um the meatballs are the thing i had right before i got dumped or something yeah like i made the meatballs and i think maybe the meatballs are what like yeah but there me. was like there's kind of like a dark edge to the way that she's talking about her singleness sometimes dark how like i feel like even just like when she's like oh i got dumped i don't know i think it betrays like um like she's pushing it into comedy or something yeah 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 yeah. but it's i I feel like i was always like kind of like i found it a little bit abrasive because i was like wait but dude you're awesome you know what i mean like it seemed like she almost couldn't help herself but to be like and by the way i am actually single or something like that yeah it's funny i I feel like that way well yeah it's interesting i feel like it's almost like because cooking is her art form Mm. it's like it's like almost a way to express herself. Mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. like to make breakup steak is her like expressing her grief. That's how she's breaking like through it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like this is that the other thing, this feeds exactly into the other thing I wanted to bring up is like in the big um, New Yorker profile of her that came out maybe, I don't know, last fall or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, um, there's this kind of like sidebar where she's saying that she hates the word sensual. And I thought that that was so it just shocked me. It's not given like any weight in the article, but just like, oh wait, but you make food. You make beautiful food. What do you mean you don't like the word sensual? That's like the whole point of what you're doing and creating. But I think that there's like, I don't want to go so far as to say like a disembodiment or something, but there's like in her, her like sensuality can only happen like externally of herself. Like they're like kind of feeding into what I was saying about her guardedness or something. Like, um, yeah, just like a deeper lack of ease despite all the kind of like performed casualness whatever about her vibe do you does this make sense yeah definitely i think i mean she's talked about this before too like Mm. being she's like i'm very insecure and i think you know my theory is i think just like the brashness Mm -hmm. actually just comes from like a lot of insecurity and you're just trying to like sort of like monster truck rally over that anxiety yeah. and yeah. insecurity and you're like no I'm actually this really tough person yeah and I'm gonna like yeah I'm just gonna be like my drunk persona all the time totally you know yeah. where, which is like super confident like da, 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 da. but it's like kind of like it's so amped up because yeah. it's like trying to like override a perceived lack or something or perceived insecurities of yourself so definitely yeah that's kind of that's kind of my my take on that <laughs> no definitely yeah i like like she i would say that she's like aggressive in her vibe yeah i think she definitely can be and yeah. i think that's obviously like obviously gotten her into trouble yeah but as we'll get to that yeah but um no she kind of sometimes gives me the vibe of like not not to like a degree where that i'm actually like repelled by her energy but like you know that type of person where it's like that you can tell that they're always like anticipating being um disrespected and so they kind of are trying to like get in front of like you know what i mean they get puffed up but it's like dude no one's like trying to check you or like yeah that's interesting yeah i think i guess i just saw it as 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 like she just wants to be a big peacock so that nobody can like puncture the Mm -hmm. peacock (laughs) you know what i mean but it didn't annoy you like you felt like you understood 
I mean, I, I have definitely been that, mm-hmm. you know, I think that I, I understand from experience what that is like, I think <laughs> where it comes from. Yeah, yeah. I definitely understand that energy. Yeah. I like, no, I do too. I don't, I mean, from I a younger that, place, you know? Yeah, definitely. Kind of just like, Oh, well, I'll, like I'm going to say a really loud, crazy joke or something, or, or I'm just going to like be in control of the situation, you know? Like, I think that's one thing that is interesting for, to go back to what we were saying about, um, like, redoing the ceremony of it and the kind of like DIY aspect and that like she's not like she's breaking the mold of the like wife mother who like slaves and then serves or something but she still very is like she I think she is in control of her kitchen yeah no she I think she likes to be in charge yeah yeah I think she wants to be in charge she wants to like be like this is my domain yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean I think she's searching for an edge and I think she was peddling that too do you know what I yeah. mean it's like it's it's like the that was part of what she was selling is this like um, offering to step into that role, you know, and like, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, it is a powerful role. Mm-hmm. I think like, yeah, it's kind of like a social leader, mm-hmm. like for sure sort of situation. Yeah. I mean, also just, like gravitational pull, you know, like come to my house and let me like entertain. Yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, that is a very kind of like I'm in charge position because mm-hmm. like you're at my house on my terms mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. eating the food that I decided that we we're going to eat mm-hmm. and like it's all happening because of me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I also think like a lot of that brashness is part of the like male kitchen culture too right. where, you know, I think it's like who have like you win by being like the loudest guy right. and like making the biggest joke and like clowning on everyone mm-hmm. and like. Yeah, so it's it's like almost a competitive energy that I think she, I mean, she was in kitchens for a while, you yeah. know. I mean, and it, it makes seems sense. to come naturally to her. Like I don't know, I think like she's, yeah. um, like what we were saying at the beginning. Like she does seem like, a, yeah, natural performer and also just like naturally like tough and like kind of like down. You know what I mean? So yeah, like she's charismatic. Yeah, also. Yeah, yeah. Like I think that's probably just innate. Mm -hmm. um just like i think she like has a lot of energy Mm -hmm. to do a lot of stuff totally and like she wants to live with people you know like what you said about like she'll rib you you know like i think yeah (laughs) yeah no i admire her i Mm -hmm. mean goes without saying i i like i like she seems energetic Mm -hmm. oh and like for sure like wants to live a lot of life yeah and like yeah yeah that's what i want (laughs) you know i want i want to live it all um okay well i mean we've we've kind of started talking about it but um I just want to hear how you first came to her and like what what was like meaningful to you about her yeah I mean I to set the scene um (laughs) I had just graduated and I was like living (laughs) so this was like 2018 yes okay and I was living in an apartment and I was unemployed and I was like pitching things all the time and I was like submitting like I submitted like 150 job applications or something within the period of like eight months. To all um, of like media jobs? Or yeah, just like media jobs or like, yeah, just anything I could possibly try. Anyway, wasn't, didn't get a single thing until like <laughs> eight months later. Um, but anyways, I was just like. Such a high aimlessness. Yeah, I was alone all the time. And was this when you were at the apartment that were next to the barbecue place? Yeah, I was next to two barbecue places. So it constantly smelled like barbecue smoke. It is it was horrifying. I I literally just I put like uh, I put like duct tape on the windows just so oh my God. I could try and get out all of the smoke, but it didn't work. Well yeah, and then you have no fresh air. No, I know. <laughs> so my like, roommate okay, was well, so my- mad at me. He was like <laughs> 
funny. we were right next to the italian men's club so it was like all these old italian guys would be like hanging out and like chopping oh, it up man. in the parking yeah. lot my parking lot was like three feet away like the guys would be just like right next to my head anyway it's like all of these things could be charming but then it's like no but you, that can't be your actual life no yeah i was having a bad old time <laughs> i was having a really bad old time um and so yeah like when i you have just like that complete lack of structure and it's just like you wake up and it's just like all right <laughs> one more time yeah <laughs> i watched the entire king of the hill like oh like all of seasons of it in a row <laughs> oh and i played like word that game what's that word game where you put you like mm-hmm. have letters yeah. scrabble it's like i can't even remember anyways but you would like get a set of like <laughs> like banana grams yeah it was basically <laughs> like you get a set of letters and you have to make as many words as you can with those letters okay okay i played like 100 levels of that or whatever <laughs> um i was feeling bad okay so anyway feeling hopeless feeling depressed and then yeah like allison roman i found out th- her through like rachel syme um Aww. Yeah, like she tweeted like about, oh my God, this is the best recipe ever, da, da, da. Okay. And then, then launching into her, you had a really good like, um, you had a good phrase where you're saying Alison Roman does like a lot of like world building. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which I think is really spot on because it's like, I needed a world to mm-hmm. be, have mm-hmm. any, I needed like a fantasy mm-hmm. world to inhabit and like try and create for myself because I had... When you're depressed, you just have like no vision, essentially, you know? <laughs> yeah, you really so, lose your imagination. Yeah. yeah. It's a low ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I need some way to like feel like there's a future that looks cool and I could do that. Mm-hmm. So but yeah. You need I, a model. Yeah, I need a model. And she, yeah, she was just like really pretty. She was older than me. She was like more successful than me. Um, and it's like a creative job. It's, you and know, it was like a personality front and center you yeah know? You like, could, like be a star and be doing your writing yeah yeah and like i'm i don't know stuff. she's chopping it up mm-hmm. i'm i like to chop it up whatever <laughs> yeah. yeah no i mean i think like, you know. obviously i know you but um like i can see why you're drawn to her just kind of like um personality extrapolation wise you know totally and, like you like her look you know like, yeah i like her like, look oh my gosh yeah like yeah, I mean, she was kind of like the, my introduction to like millennial Brooklyn, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, well, she grounded it, you know? Yeah. Like, I think she's she is just a... like the loudest example of it, especially at this time where it was just like, I think she was such a convenient catch all if you're trying to like explain a vibe. It's like, oh, Alison Roman. Yeah. You know? 2018, early 2018, like probably like 2017, late 2017. I think that was just like, right. it's very just, yeah, like lipstick at the farmer's market, houseplant yes. kind of vibe. Perfect. Yeah. yeah great, great visual. Um, <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so she just, I just kind of, like, fell into this world. I went through her entire dining in um, cookbook. Went through it. I mean, I didn't do every single one, but I did, like, almost every single oh, like one. you cooked, basically. Yeah, you, I like, cooked Julia almost, and Juliet. Yeah, Julia and Juliet her, yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, and I even, it, like, it was hilarious. Like, because I had never, I had never been into cooking for myself at all. Yeah, well, you yeah. Know? This is... I would eat, like, f- frozen food from Trader Joe's mm-hmm. or, like, pierogies, mm-hmm. like, that was the only thing I knew or like literally like soup from a tin can. Like that was, that was how I fed myself. Um, or I would go to restaurants, but anyway, wait, all wait, to say, quick in this was kind of what I was trying to talk about earlier when we were talking about like the, the, um, molds she's breaking on kind of like nineties and two thousands, kind of like single girl in New York eating where there was some sort of kind of just like, I hate, this word is so overused right now, but just like feral sex appeal around that kind of like eating, you know, just pierogies and like Campbell's soup. And then just like, 
getting drunk and whatever. You know what I mean? Like there was some sort of like cachet attached to that. And then she's just being like, no, but actually we're not going to do that. We're actually going to just like elevate this all, make it more fun, more elegant. Like, you know what I mean? Like there, it's, yeah. Yeah. Like investing in this investing as a skill. In this as a skill. Yeah. And like one that, but like one that to your, the other side of the spectrum isn't like drudgy and like stuffy and boring, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's a skill like it's that... it's not taking you out of public life to do this. Totally. And it's a skill that you can always use for the rest of your life. Like mm-hmm. it's like you can use it to feed other people, but you can use it to feed yourself. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think she's, she was the first person, whatever. I'm I'm saying the first of everything. And I, I don't Dude, actually know. if she's know, the but, first for you, she's the first. I mean, like, I think she was like one of the first people to be marketed as somebody who's cooking for themselves mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like maybe a party or whatever. But like originally I think it was like, I'm cooking for myself and like everyone, every other like f- huge food, like icon I can think of is like married family or family or married or, yeah, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. that's always a part of the equation. Like, you know, so I, I think, I don't know, in my cultural understanding, it just seemed like she was the first person that's like, what have you like sort of like, aestheticizing cooking for yourself yeah and, like, and not making it like sad grandma-y book in the bathtub you know yeah like, totally not like well when you're all alone all the time you better figure this out you know <laughs> it was just like i mean the word empowering has been trod through the mud but like it is empowering it's, yeah. it is empowering and it, it's like it also launched me into i i think i was like i think it's time to be an adult and mm-hmm. figure this out for mm-hmm. myself and that I just want to have that skill like to make myself feel like capable and like Mm -hmm. not constantly like, I don't know. Maybe it's like self-reliance or something or I don't know. It's also crafting, which I'm really into. I'm just like into a lot of, a lot of different kinds of crafting. And so this kind of fit neatly into that like vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you enjoy? Because you had to learn to cook. Yeah. I had to learn to cook. So some, I'm, I, you got to eat some of my early, you know, my tacos. I was the recipe tester, or not the, I was the taste tester. You were a taste tester. (laughs) Um, one time I made this huge, like, I don't even remember. It was like some preserved lemon. No, dude, this is, I made this huge. No, we can talk about that too. That was also (laughs) a boner. Um, so (laughs) we, we, I made this huge, um, like, probably like five pounds of meat or something like something psychotic and it was like make this for a party but like I just like didn't I was like I can't there's no way I could feed this to enough people and so I ate it myself and I was like so overwhelmed with how much meat that I was I just ended up throwing a lot of it out because I ate it for like days and days and days and then I was like what was it like carnitas no it was like this huge like rack of lamb or something oh my god like it was psycho it was just psycho did you go to the butcher yeah I like and it was so expensive and I was like I, it's because I was forcing myself to like learn I was like no you gotta you gotta try everything you gotta really try everything you you can't skip a single one you, you gotta not skip any step yeah yeah I was like everything was really difficult I that I wouldn't want to do I like forced myself to do it just to be able to like learn anyway I don't do that to myself now but but at the time but yeah you were you were needing structure yeah so I was like, like I'm gonna prove better... to myself that I don't cut corners I actually make and eat a full rack of lamb yeah <laughs> it's like I can learn how to do this and it's not like it was a challenge for sure mm-hmm. and I was like yeah. finish the challenge yeah like, I was like okay <laughs> <laughs> I was like yeah and then Emma was referencing the time that I made this one like like lemon zucchini pasta for her there was an Allison Roman recipe and she it, it, it like it, she liked makes you keep on the 
the lemon peels and it made it like ruined the whole dish it was so bitter it was pretty intense and i feel like that's like a okay i'm not a cook literally at all but like my understanding is that like cooking with lemons and preserved lemon is like tricky you know like it's like it can go it can go bad quick or something like yeah well it wasn't it wasn't preserved lemons but it but like it just got fucked up anyway all to say it's funny because on the recipe on her like instagram profile somebody commented like hey i made this and it was so bitter i couldn't eat it Mm -hmm. like what happened and and allison was just like oh yeah i think you just did it wrong yeah and she's like also i like bitter things so like maybe you don't but whatever and i was like (laughs) that's a perfect example of like like it's so kind of like lighthearted and low stakes that it's not like actually she's being like bitchy or something but she she kind of won't back down yeah you know like that's the insecurity uh, thing no it's actually a you problem yeah Yeah. no that's definitely like good insecurity example where it's like i couldn't even possibly admit that maybe i did something (laughs) yeah it's a perfect recipe or maybe you're just like have unevolved taste buds yeah yeah Yeah, she's like that's just my thing but whatever do you (laughs) like if you hate it that's on you yeah (laughs) whatever (laughs) so funny um yeah do you feel like you got to like realize the kind of like the fantasy of the like do you think that it like helped you on the ground yeah yeah i know i I had this note in my phone that like food is fantasy mm-hmm. and I think like yeah it helped me. it I mean at this point so that was like three years ago or so um three or four years ago and I think yeah at this point I'm like very happy I like did that I also went through her second book mm-hmm. um nothing fancy which when was that when did that come out maybe 2019 yeah I think 2019 it came out okay yeah yeah, so mm-hmm. came out twenty nineteen. Um, I like went through that whole thing too, and now I I can cook, and I feel like I have like recipes I'm confident. In. Um, but yeah, I know I think it helped me. I mean, it opened now I go to like restaurants all the time. Like I think it just opened up a huge like it commingled so many things of like fantasy, creativity, imagination, like friends, connection, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like crafting, building, mm-hmm. like yeah sensuality Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. embodiment community yeah i don't know that's yeah i mean you always host little dinner parties for us and just like yeah make like um i don't know it's not like in my i don't kind of have like hosting nature in me so i don't feel like it doesn't wouldn't like operate the same way for me but like that um i think just to kind of like give things well it's funny because we were talking about like kind of anti-ceremony but to give things an element of like ceremony or just kind of like import or just um like intention i don't it sounds like so simplistic but just like a way to show care that like elevates the experience yeah totally it's it's like shared pleasure and like Mm -hmm. yeah it is like i care about you and i want to like share this experience with you and like yeah, yeah definitely is i'm curious if you have any ideas about just like the um like how like sensitive food and food sharing is you know like I feel like just um people have so many like we all have so many hang-ups around like eating food like public I don't know like is there anything about like food as just kind of like a, a vulnerable like medium to like participate in or share or maybe there's nothing to say I don't know oh yeah I mean yeah well like obviously yeah I mean I think are you talking about just like being a woman and like uh me or I guess just like actually that like you 
oh like there's an idea that it's like met with zero resistance and just like love and abundance and as you said shared pleasure but it's like I don't know on the ground it doesn't always like function that way do you know what I mean like I feel like there's like there's finickiness that like doesn't like I guess just like the fantasy that like Alison Roman is like peddling which is a very beautiful one is like in my experience seems like harder to realize than like you know what I mean I think like I actually have like very few experiences where someone's having like someone is like steering the ship bringing all this food together and people and like everyone is just like um like submitting to that experience do you know what I mean Hmm. so what what's the time where you feel like people were not into the experience oh my gosh or not even like not into the experience like not happy to be here but I feel like there's like I feel like that there's all these dynamics like anytime we're at like uh like at someone's house for something or like um even just like I don't know like when you like bring a cake out for people's birthdays you know or something and then it's just kind of like oh well not like actually like none for me or something like I don't know I just like I'm not so interested in the like just like obvious dynamic of just like okay women food bodies like basically like did you get the do you feel like you get the payoff when you step into the role yeah yeah okay I mean like yeah I don't I don't care if it doesn't really get eaten (laughs) I mean you know I just kind of like I if I I, I'm gonna eat it Mm -hmm. you know I I want I mean like I usually want to make sure it gets like finished just because like I don't want to like carry it home again Mm -hmm. i just sort of want to like clean it out and bring (laughs) home the dish or whatever make me like take my own leftovers back yeah yeah yeah. like so i kind of just like i don't like a lot of leftovers in general like with like desserts and stuff i'm just Mm -hmm. like okay i don't want to like package this again um but no i think i'm just like okay yeah maybe there's nothing to even say yeah i mean i think that that like that is like betrays a like confidence in yourself too i don't know i think like i'm just I'm projecting myself into this experience or like, I don't know if there's other ways that I like try to design a group experience. And then it's just like, not everyone is like, like it's met with more resistance than I expect or something. And then it's like, Oh f- shoot. Like I, like I failed on the like experience or something. Oh no. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's like food is food is, to me is like, it's low stakes. Like okay. I yeah. don't, I don't put a lot of weirdly. Yeah. Like even though food is a big part of my life, I don't think I have like, I really don't have a lot of identity stuff tied up with mm-hmm. like, like if a recipe is bad, I'm just like, oh, I'm not going to make that again. Or like sometimes things really don't work. Like <laughs> sometimes I make something, it just like really totally fails. And like, I don't know what went wrong, but mm-hmm. like I tried to make like a chocolate tart for a party and like the crust just like completely failed. And so did the caramel, but the chocolate was fine. <laughs> anyway, I brought it to the party and I was like, this is such a mess. But I just kind of thought it was funny. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was just like, LOL. I don't know. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, that's a good attitude. Yeah. And isn't baking, like, famously, it famously harder hard. than Yeah. It's, like, I guess chemistry. Or I don't identify, because, like, I'm not making the recipe. Or, like, as in, I didn't create the recipe. Right, right, right. It's so not, I'm, like, vulnerable, this is like, just... you're putting your, like, creation out. You're just, like, oh, I'm following a template, and, like, it kind of, whatever. Yeah. Like, something didn't it's work a, out. That's on her. The preserved <laughs> lemon is on her. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, yeah, I feel like it's, like, it's a very ephemeral object. Mm. And I, I like that. I like that it's ephemeral, and, like only exists for a little bit but it's like real yeah and it's yeah, real like it's like material it's yeah. material and it exists for a tiny amount of time and then it just like you know it's like those like mm. rock sculptures that the people yeah. make and then they just like tied like washes, washes them, them away. away you know yeah. you're just like hmm. wow <laughs> <laughs> that's very zen yeah totally. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. um yeah is there more you wanted to say about just like you 
I, yeah, like what she represented to you or what? Yeah, I think she just, to me, she just definitely represented like a life full of like friends and Mm -hmm. pleasure and like excitement and like joy. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I wanted Mm -hmm. for myself. And I think I have that now. Mm -hmm. So you got me there. You got me, you got me there. AR for sure. Oh yeah. (laughs) But I, yeah. Yeah. Very few degrees of separation. And especially when she like, let me come to her house to interview her. I was just like, Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was very interesting. What we talk, tell me about. Yeah. It was an it was an interesting experience. It was like, because were you technically like reviewing the or what was the no? I was just interviewing her. I don't even know. Like maybe her book had come out recently or something. Uh-huh. I think she loves doing like social media spots. Like or yeah, she loves to do media spots. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. The, one for some reason distinctly, I remember she, she has like extremely like piercingly blue eyes that like you can't really tell from the videos, but like they're really shocking. Mm-hmm. They're like whoa like icy mm-hmm. i was like this is yeah and also she wasn't really like doing her persona with me which i like like is just kind of like the classic parasocial thing of like you <laughs> you think that they're your friend and that they're not performing and you're like oh that is like a performance persona you know right, I mean? right, right like i'm just seeing you on stage in character right and that's totally. not like yeah yeah <laughs> or like maybe she is like that with her friends but like she's not gonna be like that with like a 23 year old journalist or whatever you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay i was like 25 uh, you know whatever but mm-hmm. anyway so do, 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 do. what did you want to like ask her about I mean, we'll link the interview so you guys can read it but like yeah yeah i think i just was like really into her like character in the culture or like social mm-hmm. spot in the culture um especially because i didn't really see a lot of people like or i didn't think there was a lot of role models for like women loving food Mm -hmm. totally and i was like thank you for exist doing that like you know Mm -hmm. what i mean because i think there's so much obviously there's so many role models for like restricting and like Mm -hmm. or just overthinking yeah Yeah. overthinking or like dieting or like da 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 da, and like constantly like optimizing or whatever Mm -hmm. i just really like that she's like just never did any of that Mm -hmm. and she's like i don't know just living her life and Mm -hmm. like she's totally beautiful and just like isn't focused on that mm-hmm, i was like mm-hmm. i try it's always like, awkward to ask or like ask questions about that kind of stuff but i yeah i don't know i think she got what i was putting down yeah because you ask her about it like kind of di- you're like oh what's your like relationship to diet culture or something mm-hmm. right well i didn't yeah. say that i think okay. I, I i was it was just hard to ask because i it's like such a weird question but also she put out like little like sliced melon with like salt on it for me for you oh Oh, that's actually really you guys had a little snack yeah it was so sweet of her in the interview i don't know i i've mentioned this to you a million times but i was so struck by like the i think that was the first time it didn't really seem like fully intact to me that like lack like poor proclaimed lack of shame you know because she does that little like dig at like gwyneth or whatever and i'm like okay like you it seems like like reactionary in a like anger and like self-conscious motivated way yeah i think that was like actually like fuck gwyneth paltrow it's like wait what 
you know yeah i think that was the insecurity coming up again of course but, which always yeah. comes out yeah, in some, it, little, in some one way, way or another by hell yeah. or high water <laughs> yeah which like because the thing is you actually like gwyneth is cool like yeah. she actually is like a very like chill funny person <laughs> yeah. so you're like i don't know and she seems like a sweetheart you yeah know? there's not like she's funny yeah. like she thinks she's like a like if you read like interviews with her like see her in video she's very chill yeah anyway <laughs> yeah she's not the like uppity obsessive person you like want her to be or something um totally anyways wait um okay yeah should we yeah let's dive in move on in the okay right okay so take us there so then what yes. happened so may wait, 20- wait, one more thing before this just to like <laughs> get the get the narrative arc yeah. dialed in so she was obviously like wildly popular you know like extremely the highest profile food media person in the world <laughs> yeah she definitely like was the zeitgeist yeah yeah, yeah 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 and then but and you feel like she was just like kind of universally beloved or do, like i don't know i feel like people were kind of getting eye rolly i don't know if that's like actually because they had a problem with her character or her um or it's just like a classic like she was so dominant that people are like okay yeah yeah i don't need to hear more about alice and roman when i don't know when people were doing eye rolly stuff i don't think i saw anything eye rolly until like may 2020 but um <laughs> true believer you're like <laughs> yeah. i didn't see anything until yeah. the end no um yeah like okay so the book her second book came out nothing fancy 2019 yeah um yeah and so then by may 2020 this is like we've been a few months into the pandemic she was people called her like the prom queen of the pandemic because mm everyone was cooking and like learning to cook and she just became kind of like the disciple for home cooks and she was getting like a million social media spots and like Mm -hmm. going on doing all of these like just like people she was in the mix and um and she had this like vault of content that she had created that now is just like perfectly relevant to the moment when we're home yeah definitely it was yeah people like people are making her shallot pasta like (laughs) that would and it's yeah we'll we'll come back to the shallot pasta um but yeah so then she did this interview with a magazine that was like I i think it was called the new consumer the new consumer yeah and then she famously says, what the fuck is the new consumer? Ha, 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 ha. It's like, yikes. Like, Hold your breath. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like, here we go, baby. <laughs> um, yeah. So she did the new consumer interview. And she basically, like, the big part of the interview was that she was, like, trying to say, like, okay, you know, Chrissy Teigen and Marie Kondo are, like, sellouts. Like, Chrissy Teigen has um, a brand with Target and Marie Kondo, who's, like, you know, ostensibly like minimalist figure mm-hmm. um, who had her show based on her book. Um, what is the book called again? Oh my God. All I can think of is like Spark Joy, but that's not what it's called. I'm oh like yeah. Tidying she, Up. The or, magic, the magic of tidying up. Something like this. It's like the thrill of tidying something crazy. The life-changing magic of tidying yeah. up. Okay. With the life-changing <laughs> magic of tidying up her book, she had the show and then she was selling items for organization and Allison Roman was like, this is sellout. She Chrissy Teigen's a sellout. For you know, the, I'm not like branded target line or something. Yeah. Or like- Chrissy Teigen is like, has a cook book empire herself. But anyway, so she was posing herself as kind of like anti-capitalist, like once again, the sort of DIY persona that she was trying to carry over into mm-hmm. this new 
phase of her life, even though she had just become basically too popular for that to really be true anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, like I'm still roughing it. I don't have an assistant. Blah, 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 blah. And then like, she also like, she's like does, she has like a social media assistant anyway. Yeah. So she um, was just kind of like clumsily. Yeah. I guess I feel like for me, the tension was like, she was trying to hold on to this previous identity because she was like afraid that she mm. afraid to be launching into this new, like, she probably, I mean, it's lonely to be like basically like a new echelon by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I think she's just like not cool or something. Yeah. Like, it's it just not feels cool like lame. And, you know, it's just like, ugh, like, yeah. yeah. I think also in Brooklyn, you know, it's like, it's very popular. It, you know, there's definitely the, an energy of like having a lot of money is like not cool. And right, like, yeah. Like, so whatever. Anyway, I think she was like desperately sort of trying to hold on to this like previous persona. So she didn't yeah. have to be in the like uncool rich woman persona which she's like i don't want to do that that's yeah, not yeah, me yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um anyway and so but um but anyway okay so sort of like the backlash that happened actually the first backlash that happened was lauren euler um, oh my god again yeah she's always she's back. always she's always around talking some shit <laughs> she loves to talk some shit so she actually was the first person that was like or like the first thing that i saw about the article was mm. actually lauren euler saying like oh this is so hypocritical like you know she's being really evasive about her money which i think she actually was right about but yeah she was basically kind of like you know allison this is like disingenuous to say you don't have a lot of money when it's like clear that you're you know you have she was at that point signed on to do a tv show and Mm -hmm. um but you know so it was just kind of like no dude no um and then which is you know she can she can make that point if she wants to and then so there's kind of some flurry about that and like media Twitter. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so so Alison Roman tweeted this thing out that was like, oh, I wish I had someone here to hold my hand like during baby's first backlash or whatever, which is like a completely appropriate thing to say. Like it was like very, like everything was like, it was okay. like in a lighthearted spirit. Yeah, lighthearted like, like, all right, I'm getting dragged. Yeah, I'm getting dragged, LOL. Me, yeah. Like everything was normal. And then a huge second wave backlash <laughs> happened, which was... Um, people perceived her comments to be anti-Asian because Chris Teigen and Marie Connor are both Asian. Um, and so, yeah. Do you remember the night that this was happening? Like, this was also, like, m- proper lockdown. So I remember I was, like, on desktop Twitter and I'm just, like, watching it, like, I'm just like, oh, my God, like, Alison Roman is getting ripped to shreds before my eyes. Like, I feel like it was, like, a Friday night or something. And I was just alone in my apartment. I'm like, wait do my eyes deceive me like yeah. this is crazy it was yeah. like a it was like a house getting burned down a hundred percent yeah and you're just sort of watching it go down yeah, you're just like there it is there it is <laughs> and so what's interesting also is that people repurposed the tweet that she had said about um the baby's first backlash as like a part of the second backlash and even in the new yorker profile so this is a bit of forgotten history in the new yorker profile they also were like quoted her tweet of like baby's first backlash as as in response to the second like they were racism backlash yeah. and that fact checkers you f- you done fucked up because that is actually <laughs> not true it was not for that so everyone like, check the timing check the timestamps, yeah. honey yeah um so anyways i'm i this is my allison allison roman truther moment yeah um just You're, just so you guys at work yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is my truther moment <laughs> um anyway and so after that her new york Times and she she put out some apologies on twitter but her new york times column was suspended mm-hmm. and i can't i don't even know how quickly after like probably 
like a few weeks after because she yeah, didn't I feel like it all happened really really quickly. quickly and she and it was like extremely uh you know it's hard to watch yeah I mean I think even just I think yeah she was it would probably be like mind-bending as like a existential experience to be like I was like the the literally most favorite per- like you're put on a pedestal so fucking yeah. high that you just like it's probably like extremely shocking to be like I am not on the pedestal and I'm on the bottom of the ground totally, <laughs> like you know totally. and she got I mean she got so like apologetic and kind of like you know like soft like so quickly which is not like bad but it was like it was just really interesting to see this like extremely we keep saying like gruff kind of like aggressive persona so quickly be like oh my god I'm like I'm so in the wrong you know and like I don't know if there's a right or wrong way but there are certainly a lot of people who like will you know get get like attacked for something and then they're just like well yeah I said that okay you know what I mean they like and so I think that like people really pounce on vulnerability when someone responds to like criticism by being like oh my gosh I'm so sorry what can I do what can I learn blah 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 and then that like opens the floodgates for people to just be like oh yeah like you know what I mean like we've got a weak one and so I feel like there was just like there was a lot of my impression of it was that people like really took the opportunity to like pounce on the kind of like um vulnerability and like uh yeah like softness that was like never something we had seen from her before yeah yeah I mean I think like it was clear that it wasn't gonna go her way Mm -hmm. yeah so you know take that take with a grain of salt but yeah I mean what I like the she had such a mass audience that it was like yeah like she couldn't have like strong-armed through that because she was now like answering to such a wide like swath of people you know like she's not she doesn't have like an ideology that she's like showcasing that she can just be like okay yeah we'll like hop on board or not you know she's just like she's hoping to like never have to like answer to anything about like values or politics you know like in that new yorker profile she like says something about like um like oh i had thought that i could just kind of like just be like uh, i'm just me in the kitchen forever you know what i mean and then like all of these things were kind of like foisted upon her and i feel like she was kind of ill-equipped to like um i don't know like articulate herself in a way that was going to be like palatable for people or something. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't know. I mean, yeah. So after she, the column went away. Mm-hmm. So Marie Kondo said this about the column going away. <laughs> she said, I think it's completely natural for everyone to have different opinions. I'm someone that really considers discussion among people with different opinions to be very important because it's only through such discussions and through the process of tidying that we discover <laughs> what's important to us individually, which is okay, very so on brand of her. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, yeah. So that's, so that was interesting. And then Chrissy Teigen um, said, you know, I'm not happy with NYT leave. It's, it just sucks in every way. And she, she had a few articles like interviews of her, I think basically being like, this isn't what I want. Um, so in, like, and basically both of them, I think were like, we didn't want this mm-hmm. um anyway so then at, that was her big she went dark for a while yeah. and then um yeah she came back kind of like tentatively doing these um uh yeah her home movie so it was like basically yeah. producing the show the new york times like cooking videos that she did but just like from her own production team yeah and it was the same kitchen yeah Yeah. home movies it's the same it's her kitchen still and like you know um yeah so that was like that was like in the fall i would say or something um 
Yeah, and so, so what was that? Fall 2020, maybe? 2021? I don't know. I'm all, I'll look it up. But yeah, do, but we'll see her. What's her first home movie video? Yeah. Oh, I think it was, I think it was like early 2021. Hmm. You're like, I guess she announced month? January 26th that she would launch home movies. So I guess in short order after that. Okay. I mean, this is like the randomest website. It's called nofilterpub.com. <laughs> Sorry. But I'm going to take it as fact. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Yeah. So then, so that was, I think basically ever since then. And then, so she also launched a Substack, right. which eventually there's like a paying subscription. Um, but I think she does like a free uh, recipe it was every week for a while and i think it became every other week but yeah basically ever since then she's like slowly gotten back in her groove and basically like well don't you feel like she came back to like a bunch of adoring fans yeah i, I mean like i think people were hesitant mm-hmm. like to really i think it used to be like <laughs> like i saw some tweet that was like when is Biden going to pardon Alison Roman? You know? So I think there was kind of like a, a sort of hesitancy about like, Oh, can, can we post about like, cooking her recipes, yeah, yeah. you know? <laughs> and like, can we do whatever, which is stupid, obviously. Um, but anyway, ever since then, it's just kind of like been like a completely different, basically she's making like probably like a million times or like, an, an insane amount more money now oh than she ever was as a full then she columnist was, for, yeah yeah and then no. then as a you know columnist at the new york times so like her subscriptions in like are in the five figures mm-hmm. says new york new yorker new yorker profile um and i was doing some math and i was like okay <laughs> if her, her you know the year subscription is subscription is 50 bucks and it's like if you so like she's minimum making like absolute minimum she's making like five hundred thousand dollars a year and that's just on the substack just on the substack yeah. yeah so i don't know what glenn greenwald's making on <laughs> fucking substack but like yeah it's it's nuts it's yeah. just completely nuts so she like got a new apartment she bought a house upstate and um that like, her like life is good her life is really good now. Yeah. yeah so she just like it was weirdly like she's really kind of like made her own lane again yeah. and like yeah still doing the videos bought the house upstate that it like used to be a restaurant um called table on 10 it's in this little town called bloomville in the catskills can like anybody go or is it a- yeah like she doesn't start she i mean oh it's like so it's it, there's like a living place on top of it and yeah, then below it there's yeah. a restaurant she I, she hasn't started it up yet but yeah. i think that's like one of her big like right now her big projects are like insane it's like she has that house slash restaurant she's fixing up and then she's like publishing her dessert cookbook soon oh, she's yeah. also do you know what it's called Mm-mm. no okay yeah and then she's also like creating a tv show and it was going to be with cnn plus but then that went down the drain like within two weeks yeah um but she said that they're going to publish it on another platform somewhere. Um, so she her cooking show and she's still doing the home movies, still doing the newsletter. Mm-hmm. So she's just kind of like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Full. she's like on fire again. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. And she's, I mean, she's traveling all the time. I see all these Instagram stories of her, like all around Europe and California, Austin, yeah. like, and she does seem back to her, like, um, well, I want to talk about whether or not, or like in what ways you think her like vibe or tone have like evolved at all. Yeah, she's definitely come into her own in a new way. Like, <laughs> I don't think she's, she's definitely not the New York Times persona anymore, but 
Yeah, what do you what would do you think is like? I think different? she's a bit like she's a bit like goofier mm. in a good way. I think mm. in a more relaxed way. Yeah. Like I think she's a little bit like kind of like sort of like goofy and a little doesn't care and like mm. whereas I think yeah, like I think she's like dorkier now, which is like mm. actually a sign that she's kind of just like more relaxed with herself and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know the like pre whatever pre-scandal Allison always kind of had that like I'm gonna push your buttons kind of energy to her and it doesn't seem like she's like provoking as much anymore you know Mm -hmm. like yeah or or like I think maybe she was like trying to carve out an identity and that can be clumsy um because you're trying to like elbow other when you're picking an identity you're actually just like deleting other things so like to cut herself to cut other things out I think she just like She's like, well, I'm not this. Yeah, just, you know. Defined by negation. Yeah, by negation. I'm not this. I'm not this. I'm not this. And then it's kind of like, yeah, it's clear that she doesn't feel like she has to do that anymore. I mean, she's she's so dominant. She doesn't need to have like a, you know, like a sharp edge type I mean, also, I mean, like having 500K a year probably like (laughs) makes your life like, you know, like a lot more relaxed. And also like, I don't know, she's also in love right now. Oh, yeah. Didn't you mention that she like has a boyfriend? Yeah. Yeah. So her new boyfriend. Yeah. She met on Raya during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. which is also funny because like during her Thanksgiving episode last. So in 2021, Mm -hmm. she's like talks about like how she's like, oh, I'm just alone all the time. And like, I feel so lonely all the time. And it was like kind of a weird. I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, da da da. But then she, like, has this, like, she's been she, at that, when she said that, she, like, fully had this, like, boyfriend she was in love with. And I mean, not that you can't be lonely with a boyfriend, obviously, but, you know, it was just interesting. You know, I think she is relaxed because she seems, like, a lot more comfortable with herself. And just, like, I think she probably has everything she needs. She, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like, you have enough money, you have, like, good friends, good food, good people, good boyfriend. Yeah. Like, what else does a what woman else? need? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I was interested in because, you know, that's what I was interested in asking you because we were talking about like her kind of like um, her singleness and her performance of her singleness being such a like big part of her identity early on. And like, I don't know, it doesn't surprise me that she would kind of like, I don't know if it's quite self-deprecation or kind of like what you just mentioned of her saying like, oh, I'm so lonely or whatever, like that there's a like it's it's like tricky if she's like defined herself as this one thing for so long to be like, oh, OK, well, now I like that's no longer like true or something yeah I don't know yeah yeah I mean it's interesting that she hasn't she didn't cop to it until like even the the New Yorker profile came out and I was like oh my she has a boyfriend like I literally it shocked me it's like boyfriend of nine months or something yeah Yeah, literally and And she's just been carrying on as the same like single girl yeah yeah and she she has recently started talking about it don't post pictures of him now yeah Yeah. she I would say in the past few months she's she started talking about it and you know, putting him in her newsletter and like, yeah, posting a ton of stuff on Instagram and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, for a while it was like, I mean, maybe you don't want to jinx it or something, but I mean, yeah. Keep it, keep it private. Let's just say, I think she's, she's, she's moved her brand into whatever she's doing right now, kind of thing, <laughs> which maybe isn't something you consciously do, but. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know, like, if, yeah, do you feel like she is that markedly different other than like the, the just like, chilled outness but like do you think that like the the world and the dream that she's like selling now is that much different than 
like, no yeah i mean era. i think it's still like boyfriend versus like husband which mm. i think is a distinction like you're still like a young you're still like a carrie you know like having yeah. a boyfriend she's like and, not like, a homemaker yeah like yeah. it's still like oh it's flirty and we go to paris and like <laughs> you know like it's not like it still isn't that that type of domestic which i think so she's still pulling it off i think mm-hmm. whatever she's doing mm-hmm. okay just just a few little notes about mike his her boyfriend he wait what's his name michael Rudoy. okay he is the CEO and co-founder of a financial services company for everyday renters. That was, that's a quote from his LinkedIn. Um, they met on Raya during quarantine. He is 37 and six, seven, six feet, seven inches tall from Chicago. He played basketball at Princeton. He's a handsome guy. Yeah, he is a handsome yeah, guy. He's a, he's a good looking yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, good for her. Um. Oh yeah. Another thing I wanted to say is like, and don't you feel like wait, one thing? Don't you feel like both of their looks is just like it's still out of like 2017. They were like old enough pre-pandemic that like they didn't have to like keep updating, and that was just like slightly more refined version of what they were probably already. You know what I mean? Like he just is still kind of like Warby Parker glasses kind of vibe or something. It's like yeah. Oh yeah, you can just get off at that station and honestly fine yeah, yeah he's also they're similar in terms of like they're slightly unstylish like just a little bit just a little yeah just like slightly askew <laughs> um yeah i mean i was also like so in terms of like where she stands now like one interesting thing i noticed is that so she, on her Substack, she posted an article called pantry pasta mm-hmm. and da 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 pantry pasta comes out the very next week but this is recently sorry yeah this is about two months ago okay so very next week after that, New York Times posted Midnight Pasta. And it was like a video or yeah, it was like I saw a video of like Melissa Clark doing it. And I was like, oh, interesting. I have to think that that's extremely correlated. And then a few weeks after that, Bon Appetit reposted an old um, recipe mm-hmm. that was called Pantry Pasta. Anyway. All to say, people are still like circling. You've got your her. magnifying glass out. You're like, all right, something's fishy. I just, yeah. All I'm trying to say is like, they're still very much. She is still very much like a leader in the space, oh, and they're 100%. like, like even though NYT fired her, they're still following her tail. Yeah. Essentially, no, yeah. She's just like doing whatever she's doing, and everyone is like still orienting themselves around or to her for sure. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Is like she, um. Like, she is still, like, the strongest voice. Like, we don't have another, like, appealing character that would, like... Yeah, like, I mean, there's definitely some cool, like, new... Or, like, there's definitely some cool personas that I I follow. Like, I really like Yuande um, Kumalafe. I don't know how to say her last name, but... um, She's in... She works at New York Times. Okay. And she has a... She's, like, a prominent new character for them. Um, And I really like her. But, yeah, like, I think in general, like there's nobody like blowing up the way that she did yeah well, and I, she was like uniting all of these different things yeah. do you know what i mean it wasn't just like the silo of food like i think i was saying this to you the other day like yeah we have yet to see someone even if there are like compelling characters in this one vertical like that aren't there don't have like yeah the wingspan of allison roman yeah and i would say like it was a huge it was a really like it burned really bright mm-hmm. she burned really really bright going on the star girl metaphor you know like <laughs> yeah, it was it was a really bright burn and then i don't think it has this there's not the same like energy around her anymore yeah even though she's still she's definitely back at it and doing her vibe like 
I think just like the real true excitement around her mm-hmm. and like the the like outpouring of love and like I don't know like the idolatry yeah of, the yeah. idolatry of her yeah. for sure it, like I don't think that we'll ever probably get back to that just because it was mm-hmm. like it's too diffuse now yeah of, like, like it's too diffuse and like maybe it doesn't have to be that you mm-hmm. know but I I do think that's sort of a chapter that's over and maybe that's how it always is you know yeah like, like she's just kind of like coasting she has this like good reliable intact product that she can like keep you know and she has like capital to like do other things like her restaurant or whatever or the tv show if that or i don't know what's happening with that but like yeah i don't think that there's going to be another like uh crest kind of or whatever yeah yeah i mean also maybe this is kind of just like the sophomore slump like <laughs> you know energy or something yeah. where it's like you know, like, nothing is as good as your first time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just, you can't just, like, rain forever on the, yeah. you know, people, like, it's, yeah. You, it ebbs and flows. Maybe she'll come back, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm still into her. Like, I, I want to I wanna consume all her content. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. still still a fan. But, yeah, I don't think she, like, is in my consciousness as much either as, anymore. Yeah, she's not, like, fix fix eight on a bowl or whatever. yeah. Yeah, I think because I mean she is like also just like very settled. Yeah, you know. I mean, don't you feel like it's kind of similar to Gia? Like they're it's kind of similar arc where it's like I don't know if the like obsession is there, but there has yet to be like a successor. You know. Yeah, I mean maybe that's the the sort of Star Girl like ontology of just like you know <laughs> yeah. they burn yeah. really bright and you want to see it and you're so stoked that you get to you only get to see it for that amount of time and mm. then it just like. That's a good way to think about it because I think that there's a lot of like because these people are also so often so like polarizing or like offensive or some in some way to people like I think people get a excited to watch them fall obviously and then b like get kind of like titillated to see them like plateau thereafter you know what I mean it's like oh yeah you couldn't be forever and it's like no that's part actually of the magic of it is this, this this moment in time that rallies people that like you know, like in, that becomes a stand-in for that moment in time. You know what I mean? Like when you say Alice and Roman, you know the world you're getting launched into. And like not everybody has that ability to like define a milieu, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a fervor. It's mm-hmm. like a sort of like lightning strike. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. and then it's it's uh, wisping out the wind. And then it's gone. You know? yeah. <laughs> star girl the yeah the ultimate ephemeral media <laughs> yeah yeah definitely mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anyhow well i think um yeah yeah is there anything else i yeah i think that's that seems like is the there anything thing. you want to say to her i love you <laughs> yeah i literally just made a recipe from her first cookbook yesterday so oh, it was the lentils with um like chili olive oil fried egg and oh yum it's really good i'm not even selling it but she actually doesn't have a picture of it because it's like a very ugly recipe but it's it's so delicious oh good wait like oh i think you've actually made this for me before i did make it for you yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 delicious if you were gonna make um if you're gonna like recommend like three things of hers what would you recommend? What I make, her top three recipes? Oof. What I make all the time is actually from nothing. Oh, you make this stuff all, like, it's now, like, in your arsenal? It's in my repertoire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What I make all the time is the, um, it, it's, it's like, technically, like, a side dish, mm-hmm. but it's in Nothing Fancy. It's, like, chickpeas with um, 
red pepper flakes and like feta and you're just like frying the chickpeas in olive oil and there's like i think you've made this for me too i've also made that for you yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you have it with an egg anyway I, I, anyway so that's mm-hmm. definitely one of my top ones um oh she's made so much good stuff she had this this cake that was like brown butter cake with mm. brown butter icing or i i'm pretty sure it's brown butter icing maybe it's not it's just icing anyway that's delicious that's in the first book as well mm-hmm. um i'm trying to even just think of her most famous stuff like i feel like those those chocolate chip cookies with yeah, the, like flaky really salt good. that was like a huge that's a big win moment yeah um this just happened but her like tuna salad oh i love the tuna salad <laughs> i'm a huge tuna salad fan i really like she has this like salmon that's it's like salmon soy sauce and orange juice and mm-hmm. there's like a marinade it's delish mm-hmm. it's really really good um the pasta salad that was from her newsletter that's incredible mm-hmm. um maybe we'll leave it at that but <laughs> you know yeah, just a taste of yeah <laughs> the cookies are also great <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay we can leave it at that um okay well thank you so much callie for coming on yeah. so much insight and uh yeah apt psychological analysis oh thank you for having me this was this is the only one i want to spend a saturday afternoon Mm -hmm. yeah perfect the sun's coming out okay well thanks guys thanks for listening um and i'll leave some i'll leave some info about callie (laughs) where you can find her my soundcloud yeah on um in in the description box below Okay, thanks for thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. Okay, so actually not goodbye. <laughs> um, but isn't Callie the best? It was so nice to have her on and um yeah, just hear I don't know, I mean, we have such different um tastes, I guess, but just it's fun to watch um someone explain why some some phenomenon is so meaningful to them when like it wasn't really it, it was it was never really personally relevant um to you so yeah very cool and um thank you again to her for coming on um and yeah excited for many more guests friends real life star girls (laughs) to come on um and and give us give us a piece of their mind but anyways i um i'm gonna play this song that always reminds me of callie um because callie and not dissimilarly to allison roman i think that they could both be really really good bartenders at like a beach bar sorry a beach bar it's so vague um but like like a just like a pub or something on the water where um i'm picturing like close to like a navy dock you know kind of a fleet week vibe and this is also tying into the fact that we just saw top gun where jennifer Connolly really plays this kind of character but um yeah I'm, I'm seeing callie in a like in a chambray and um with her sleeves rolled up just you know uh laying whiskey down as they say in the song so all right (laughs) love you callie love you guys and um see you soon bye
Chain made of finest silk.